The Catholic Church changed the second commandment and the idols entered in. I am utterly amazed, I say this often, because it is so amazing what you see going on in what we would call the Christian world today. I call it clownery. I mean, it is simply unbelievable, folks. You know, many of the people that you see on television, folks, uh, many of those people, they're multimillionaires, millionaires many times over. And, you, and when you see the stuff that goes on, dancing with the Church of Rome, when you consider the fact, uh, the truth, ladies and gentlemen, that multitudes were, were murdered, uh, martyrs uh, at the hands of Rome. Think about it. And they still teach the same doctrines today that they did all the way back then. Let me read to you the second commandment. Uh, this is the commandment that was given directly to Moses from Almighty God. Okay, you can find this in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. It says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Once again, Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. Now, you know, as I've said many times before, folks, I grew up, I was raised as a Roman Catholic. Oh, yes. But, you know, what I just read to you, I, I never heard that. <laughs> you know, I grew up learning from my Catholic catechism, and I'm going to read to you from the catechism that I grew up on. This is called the New St. Joseph Baltimore Catechism. It's the official revised edition, and... Um, this has the imprimatur, by the way, of Rome, you know, the Vatican, which means the doctrines inside that book are totally approved by the Roman Catholic hierarchy. So this is the second commandment that I learned growing up. I'll put a screenshot on the screen from that catechism. It says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh, yes. So... You say, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> How could this be? How could there be a, a different a second commandment? Well, you know what they did, folks? I'll tell you what they did. They, they obviously removed the, the, the real second commandment that dealt with idols because their church is walking with them. I mean, folks, they're all over the place. you got idols, Mary statues, statues of what they call Jesus, and you name it, folks, all over the place, outside and inside their churches, all over the world. So uh, if you remove that commandment that deals with these things, you can get away with stuff like this. You know, as, as I say, I never knew this growing up because I didn't read the Bible. You know, I'm, if, if there was a Bible in my house, I mean, I never looked at it, folks. Let's get real. And um, so that's what, what this is about. So, you know, they say the second commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain is the second commandment. It's not true, folks. It's a lie. It's a blatant lie. Uh, they removed the second commandment. They changed it. And what they did, they took the 10th commandment. That's what they did, the 10th commandment from 
the Bible. Let me go to Exodus chapter 20 right now. I'm going to bring it up in front of me. And it says here in verse 17, this is the 10th commandment. It says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. That's the 10th commandment. So you say, well, what happened there? Well, what they did, folks, they took the 10th commandment and chopped it into two and made two separate commandments out of that. And you find in the same uh, Baltimore uh, Catechism that I spoke about, the, the ninth commandment in the Catholic Church reads as follows, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And the tenth commandment is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. So do you see the, uh, the deceitfulness there, the craftiness? That's the way the devil works. He's a snake, you see? So what they did is they removed... The warnings about the idols. God hates idolatry. He hates graven images. And I'm going to quote to you some of the things that are written in the Bible. You know, God deals with this. He abhors it. But the Church of Rome, folks, this is how they operate. They're deceitful. They're crafty. And, you know, here we are living in a day when people are dancing with the Church of Rome. I've said many times, you know, I've mentioned Billy Graham many times. He, he, at one point, early in his life as an evangelist, he called Roman Catholicism one of the three gravest menaces in the whole world. But then over the years, you see, the sliding away happened. And then he started working hand-in-hand hand with Rome to the point of using Roman Catholics as counselors, altar workers, at his crusades. It's called apostasy. So this is why I speak the way I do. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know these things. Uh, that's why I bring them forth to you so that you may see it. You're not going to hear this in your local church, folks. Most of them have been seduced already. They're working hand-in-hand hand with Rome. And, and not only that, they don't make any bones about it. So, you know, folks, uh, growing up as a Catholic, when I got saved, when the Spirit of the living God opened my eyes, I was like, whoa. In fact, I was part of the Roman Catholic charismatic movement. And at that time, my, my prayers, my Hail Mary, prayers increased. Oh, yes. And I was uh, ready to purchase a statue of Mary. <laughs> I went out to the shopping mall, the same mall I used to go to when I was going to the bookstores, and I'm, uh, they had a Catholic religious bookstore, and I'm looking at all these statues there, man, and, and, and the prices of them. I was like, whoa, a little too expensive for me. And, and that was just for the plain white ones. If you wanted one with the blue and white, uh, the colors of Mary, <laughs> forget it. Uh, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I says, no, this ain't going to work. I was going to build an altar to Mary. This was right before I got saved. Thank God. You know, it's the truth of God's word that set me free. That's what Jesus said. You said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So, so when you dig into the word of God, folks, you have a choice to make. Either you're going to follow the Lord and his word, or you're going to go join with Rome and listen to the uh, stuff that comes out of their mouths. And folks, most people, Catholics, just ignore the word of God, and they go with their leaders, they go with their popes uh, and their fathers and their local priests, and, and they let them teach, whereas they don't examine the word of God for themselves. This is what I did, folks. And the Spirit of God, who's the Spirit of truth, pulled me out. <laughs> that That's the natural progression. So, uh, uh, you know, let me give you some more scripture here. In Psalm 115, I'm going to look at uh, the first eight verses here. 
It says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name, give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. I mean, what a rebuke to idolatry. What a, uh, what a rebuke to idols, to statues, folks. That's, that's what it is talking about there. It's idolatry, and it makes it clear. It's trying to warn. It says they have mouths. In other words, when people bow down before a statue of Mary, I've done it, folks. I'm ashamed of myself. Here's, here's this mouth, this statue made out of plaster, and it's a mouth, but it don't talk. They paint eyes on, on, on it, blue eyes or whatever. They can't see you. They have ears. They make little ears for them, but, but they don't hear you. They have a nose, but can they smell? You could put a... Uh, a roasted burger in front of them. That statue cannot smell that burger, folks. They they have hands, but they can't they can't shake hands with you. They can't move. They can't walk. They can't speak through their throat. And it says those that make them, the pe- the people who create them. Uh, uh, it says they're just the same as them, folks. It says those that make them are like unto them, and so is everyone that trusteth in them. That was me before I got saved, before I was born again of the Spirit. So, so you, you're bound before statues. You're just like the statue. You, you see, you don't understand. And this is all throughout the scriptures. The Lord warns against idolatry. And Rome will stand strong. They will fight you tooth and nail. Folks, I can't tell you how, how many times I've had conversations with Roman Catholics. And they will go into this gibberish talk. Oh, no, we don't really do this. And we, it goes on and on and on. Don't waste your time. If they don't, want the, they don't want the Lord, folks, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Because they will drag you into their way of thinking. And, and this is, yeah, pastors go down that road, folks. So don't fall for it. You know, if they're open, if they're truly seeking, that's a different story. But often the case, that you know, that's not the case, I should say. So uh, let, let's look at the um, prophet Isaiah. I'm going to go to chapter 44 here. Uh, I've read this many times uh, to myself. I really haven't preached on it. But it's a powerful rebuke to making graven images. Isaiah chapter 44, let me begin at verse 9. It says, They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit, and they are their own witnesses. They see not, nor know, that they may be ashamed. Who hath formed a god or molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all his fellows shall be ashamed, and the workmen They are of men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up. Yet they shall fear and they shall be ashamed together. 
The smith with the tongs both worketh in the coals and fashioneth it with hammers and worketh it with the strength of his arms. Yea, he is hungry and his strength faileth. He drinketh no water and is faint. The carpenter stretcheth out his rule. He marketh it out with a line. He fitteth it with planes and he marketh it out with the compass and maketh it after the figure of a man according to the beauty of a man that it may remain in the house. He heweth him down cedars, and taketh the cypress and the oak, which he strengtheneth for himself among the trees of the forest. He planteth an ash, and the rain doth nourish it. Let me stop there. So, you know, just just in what we've read already, it's talking about these graven images. They're, they're, they're making it, okay? And they're, they're vanity. It says they're nothing but vanity, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And this is all the workers. And then it goes on to say that the smith with the tongs, talking about a blacksmith you see the, the how they work sometimes they have television programs and they bend and they put it over the fire and they work it and they bend it the way they want and then the hammers and you know all the tools of the carpenters and so on and so forth that's what it's talking about right there so they they take these trees okay and and they're going to make something out of it and it says don't make it after the figure of a man so now you're going to shape this piece of wood to cut the tree down and you're going to make it look like a man this is the idols you see on the roadway sometimes. They're selling, they're selling this and they're selling that. They're, they're idols, folks. They're, they're nothing but wood, okay? And people will bring it into their house and, and worship it. So now let me go on here. Verse 15, it says, Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindleth it and baketh bread. Yea, he maketh a god and worshipeth it. He maketh it a graven image and falleth down thereto. He burneth part thereof in the fire, with part thereof he eateth flesh. He roasteth roast and is satisfied. Yea, he warmeth himself and saith, Aha, I am warm. I've seen the fire. And the residue thereof he maketh a god, even his graven image he falleth down unto it, and worshipeth it, and prayeth unto it, and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God, look at that, folks. So what it's saying there in just that passage, they're creating a fire. And with that fire, you know, if you've ever gone camping or anything, you create a little fire, you start the fire, and you keep warm. But you can use that same fire now to, to, to cook up a couple of steaks, and that's what this is talking about. So they use part to warm themselves, and then they use uh, some of it. They're going to cook a little barbecue, make hamburgers, steaks, hot dogs, you name it. So, so out of the same wood, that tree that they uh, cut down, you know, and they're very happy with themselves. They're having a meal. They're keeping themselves warm. And then with the remainder of the tree that they cut down, they decide to make a god. <laughs> they, they, they make a god and, and into the form of a man or a woman like Mother Mary. Okay, then they fall down before that god and say, deliver me, thou art my god. Folks, that is idolatry. It's from the pit of hell. That's exactly the way Satan wants you to think. People do it, folks. You are talking idols all over the world. Oh, yes. Let me go to verse 18. It says, They have not known nor understood, for he hath shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their hearts that they cannot understand. And none considereth in his heart, neither is their knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire, yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof, I have roasted flesh and eaten it, 
And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? So uh, look at this, folks. It is the judgment of Almighty God. This is a judgment of God. When you reach that point where you're not studying the Word of God for yourself or seeking God for yourself, and you allow yourself to uh, fall for this, you're under the judgment of God. And that's what it says. He, he shuts their eyes that they can't see, talking spiritually in their hearts. They cannot understand. There's a veil, folks. There's a veil over their spiritual eyes. They don't have the spiritual sight. There's a veil over their spiritual heart. This is exactly what it's talking about. They, they don't have the understanding to say, hey, you know, I just baked a loaf of bread. I just cooked a steak. Uh, on this, on the tree to, that I just cut down, you know. Um, and now I'm going to fall down and worship the, the, the rest of the, the, the wood, the tree. I'm going I'm to make a god and fall down. It's a blindness. It's a spiritual blindness. This is the church of Rome, folks. This is the church of Rome. And it says here, let me end it with this uh, last verse here, Isaiah 44, 20. It says, He feedeth on ashes a deceived heart, hath turned him aside, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? Wow. So, you know, there's a lie in your right hand, folks. If you're still bound before statues, and this does not only apply to Roman Catholics, there are, there are all sorts of false gods out there. Somebody took me into a store once because uh, another Christian who used to be uh, deceived himself and, and said, I'm going to show you what they're selling in here. And I walked into, I think it was like Hindu's, uh, a Hindu store. Uh, it was unbelievable stuff, folks. All plastic. All colorful things, $100, $200, $300 for a piece of plastic. And, and this, this principle applies, you know, the Mother Mary stuff, whether it be made out of plaster or made out of wood or plastic. Okay, and, and a deceived heart has turned them aside. You make the, uh, using the same plastic, they'll make a, a, a Santa Claus statue. Oh, yes. So you'll have Santa in one part, you sold in a store. Over here, you got Mother Mary or, or St. Joseph or so on and so forth, or some other false god, all made out of plastic. You see, a deceived heart has turned them aside. It's a judgment of God. So if you're Roman Catholic and you're still in this deception, you need to repent. That's what you need to do. You need to say, God, forgive me. You know, I've been deceived. That's what I did, folks. I was, look, you've you got to come to the place where you want the truth or you don't. As I said, you know, I came out of that system, folks, this idolatry. And it applies not only to the big statues, it applies to little statues and, and other things, trinkets and idols that you wear around your neck. You know, your rosary beads, come on. Folks, it's idolatry. It's idolatry. You need to get saved. You must be born again. Put your faith in the Lord. He paid the price for you. Ask him to save your soul. Wash you with that beautiful blood that he shed for you, that you might be saved, that you might be cleansed, ladies and gentlemen, and get true salvation. So I, I, I want you to remember what you heard here today. The Catholic Church changed the second commandment and the idols entered in. That's what happens, folks. It's They're running their own little business. <laughs> I, say, I told you, it has nothing to do with statues, but, you know, candles, folks. They make a fortune. People like candles. Oh, yes. Can, you can buy these candles in supermarkets, too. But this one time I went to a, a church, and, and they had, uh, it was a couple of sections of uh, 
candles, but they were the kind of fake candles. You got to put a quarter in, and, and it'll, it'll, it'll like wiggle like that fake light. You know, it's electric, electronic. And I remember I went into church. I kneeled down. I put my quarter in. I heard it hit the the bottom of the uh, the steel thing there. And, and you know what happened? All the candles went out. So here I am, an unsaved man, on my way to hell, bopping on the road to hell, folks. And I'm look, I'm like looking. I'm like, uh oh, what what happened here? You know, automatically I thought, you know, all the other people have put their their money in, and there was a lot of candles lit. Now there were none lit, and I had this mental picture of people falling into into hell. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, what, what did I do? That's deception. You see, I didn't need to be doing that stuff, folks. When I was born again, when I was saved, I saw the hypocrisy of it all. So, folks, it's idolatry. you got to come to that place. The hour is late, folks. Many of you have been warned many times over. You're dug in your heels and you don't listen. But I'm telling you once again, for the sake of your own soul, repent and believe the gospel. Get saved. Be truly born again of the Spirit, the biblical way, not the, not the Catholic way, the little uh, uh, infant baptism, stuff like that, folks. Get saved and be blessed.